Our reading is taken from Colossians, chapter 3 and verses 15 to 17, just three verses from the book to the church in Colossae. And here Paul writes, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So, any of the boys and girls want to come down to the front of the carpet here, just sit apart if you only want to. You don't have to, but if you do want to, please come forward. Because I want to, first of all, tell you a story. Before I tell you a story, what do I do? What's the first thing we need to do before I tell you a story? Anyone remember? Any of the adults remember? Yeah, okay, imagination cream. So, get the thumb and forefinger of your right hand. Show me your right hand, wave it around, that's it. Dig deep in the recess of your pocket and you'll find a small container looking like that. Okay, get it at home, boys and girls. Okay, get hold of this container, put it in your left hand, under the lid, put the lid somewhere safe, and get out some of this cream, and put it all over your face, and don't forget behind your ears. That's it, and get the lid and put it on nice and tight, and put it back into your pocket, don't spill any on the carpet. Imagination cream is very difficult to get out. Okay, and hopefully it will start to take place and you'll start to have your Im imagining genes working and your juices flowing. Because I want to tell you a story today. And the story I want to tell you about is a story of Gravit. Grabby the granite, the gannet. Grabby the gannet. Now, seabirds can be one of the most inspiring birds to watch fly. They look so majestic and beautiful as they soar high in the air above the cliffs or above the sea. Just watch seagulls in flight. And yet, all this beauty seems to go with the wind when these creatures land and they see food. Then these birds are less glorious and more grabby, less beautiful and more bully as they fight to get the bread or the chips that you toss in their direction. And there is one goal in particular that's famous for its greedy nature, and that is the gannet. Now, Grabby was your typical gannet. If there was any food going, Grabby was the first to fly down, grab whatever he could find, even if he'd eat more than his full. He never seemed to be full, but he would eat, and he would eat, and he would eat some more, pushing all the smaller birds out of the way in his effort to get more food. This is why he was called Grabby. His real name was Morris Ludi, but all the other birds called him Grabby. Grabby the Gannet. And you see, Grabby was very unpopular with the other birds. Not that Grabby was bothered, because Grabby didn't care, as Gannets are the, one of the biggest of the seabirds. So he could get away with it. Now one day, as Grabby hovered on a small, strong wind current out at sea, he suddenly caught the unmistakable smell of fish. And seeing a small fishing boat below, he quickly dived into the ship's wake and began to eat whatever he could find there, and found there, there was lots to find there. There were loads of deaf, dead and stunned fish on the surface of the sea, 
and Grabby soon was quite full up. But when two seagulls came along for a feed, Grabby fiercely turned on them, chasing them away. Which is my food, he screeched. Get away and get your own. But Grabby, said the other birds, there's plenty of fish for everyone. Look, there's loads of them around on the surface. You don't want to eat them all. Oh, I'm a gannet, Grabby shouted. I'm greedy because I'm made that way. I can't help it, and I'm bigger than you, so you'd better leave me be. This is a bird-eat-bird -bird kind of world and you better forget, not forget it. And so Grabby continued to feed alone while the other birds cautiously circled overhead, waiting for him to finish. Eventually, he was almost sick with fish. And he decided he'd better, ha he better have had enough, and he began to flap his wings to fly away, but no matter how hard he flapped his wings, he just could not lift his belly out of the water. He flapped and flapped and flapped, and all he did was go around in circles in the water. He'd eaten so many fish, he was now too heavy to fly. He tried and tried again, but nothing happened. And so eventually, when the fishermen weren't looking, he hopped on board the deck of the fishing boat and hid among the baskets, staying there until the vessel pulled back into port. And there he hopped off onto the docks. Well, poor Grabby. He had to starve himself for three days to make himself light enough to fly again. And yet that still didn't stop him being a greedy gannet. A few days later, a family were eating some fish and chips on the beach, and they were throwing an odd chip or two at the goals, but they quickly gathered around. Grabby was flying overhead, and when he saw what was happening, he quickly swooped down to the beach and chased away the other birds. Hey, Grabby, one of them protested. We were here first, you wait in line. I'm a gannet. Grabby shouted, I'm greedy because I'm made that way. I can't help it. I'm bigger than you, so you better leave me alone. This is a bird-eat-bird -bird kind of world, and don't you forget it. Come on, Grabby, this bird's pleasing. There's enough for everyone. But Grabby didn't reply. He just biffed the bird in the head with his large bill and then continued eating the chips in peace. And when the chips were, fish, fit, finished, when the chips were eaten, he stretched his wings and flew off out to sea to look for some fish to go with the chips. At that moment, another bird landed on the beach, a gull by the name of Siggy. Now, Siggy looked around for some food and couldn't find any. OK, where's all the food then? asked Siggy. It's in Grabby's belly, said one of the gulls. He just shoved us out of the way and got stuck in. You have to do something about him, Siggy, said another. Why me, said Siggy? Because you're his friend. He talks to you, he may listen to you if you tell him it's not nice to be greedy. Okay, said Siggy, but I'm not promising anything. He is a gannet after all. I will go and have a word with him right away. And so Siggy left the foodless beach and flew in the direction of Grabby and soon found him bobbing up and down on the sea. Oh, you gannet, he shouted. Hello, Siggy, Grabby replied. I hope you're not here to take any of my fish. No, said the gull. I'm here to talk to you. Some of the other gulls were annoyed at the way you barge in and eat all the food. It, I mean, that means they go hungry and you just get fat. Well, I'm a gannet, Grabby shouted. I'm greedy because I'm made that way. I can't help it. It's a bird-eat-bird -bird kind of world. You can help it, said Siggy. No one is made greedy. They just become greedy. And if you become greedy, so you can become not greedy. Look at me, Siggy replied Grabby. I'm much bigger than you, so I need much more food than you, 
and I'm bigger than most other seabirds and they can't stop me. That's tough, but that is life. It's a bird-eat-bird kind of world. But you could be different, said Siggy. You could let the other birds share the food with you. You could eat less, eating what you need, not just what you want. You don't have to eat all the food out there, do you? One day you might be weaker. And what will happen then? If you're not able to fight, fly, or to fight. If you can't eat, you will surely die. Well, that's not going to happen, said Grabby. I'm not getting any smaller, and while I'm bigger, I'm in charge. I'll eat as much as I want. No one can stop me. As so a large gannet stretched his wings and flew off into the sea air. Now, several days later, Grabby was soaring high above the cliffs, enjoying the strong winds that were blowing in from the sea when he saw a commotion in the rocks beneath him. He flew down for a closer inspection and saw a, a crowd of gulls gathering around a large dead fish that had washed up ashore by the tide. Oh, I'll show him who's boss, thought Grabby to himself. Oh, I'll swoop down on the lot of them and pick up that fish while I'm still in the air. They all know not to mess with me. I'm a gannet. So Grabby dived down among the other gulls, causing them to scatter, squawking as he shot past, aiming the fish. He caught the fish in his massive beak and then crashed headlong into the rock behind. There was an enormous crack, followed by a series of long squawks and a cloud of feathers, and when eventually it all settled, the other birds burst out laughing. Well, that wasn't very funny, squawked Gary, Grabby, embarrassed. No, agreed the other girls, but look at it, you certainly is. Take a look at yourself in that pool over there. Grabby waddled over to a rock pool and glanced at his reflection, and what he saw staring back at him terrified him. His beak was broken. The impact of hitting the rock had cracked the lower part of his bill, leading, leaving him with only one half, and that half was bent. How am I going to eat? cried Grabby. I can't eat with a broken bill. <laughs> we know that, said the other, other uh, gulls, and we don't care. After all, you're fond of saying it's a bird-eat-bird -bird kind of world. And with that, all the other gulls began to eat the dead fish, but poor old Grabby, he could eat nothing. His bill was so bent and broken, he couldn't put any food into his mouth. And when the fish was finally eaten by all the other birds, they flew away, leaving Grabby sad, hungry, empty, and on the rocks. Just how was he going to survive if he couldn't feed? As so it happened, because Grabby's hunger grew worse each day, and day after day, he couldn't eat a thing, and the other birds would just laugh at him. They wouldn't even leave him food, and if they did, he couldn't eat it anyway, because he couldn't mush anything with a broken bill. Eventually, the news of Gabby's plight reached his friend Siggy, the seagull, who had been visiting relatives further down the coast, and when Siggy found the damaged ga gannet, he couldn't believe his eyes. That large seabird was half its usual size, Sighs, looking frail and weak from hunger. Gabby, what's happened? said Siggy. My bill's broken, Gabby croaked. I can't eat anything. <sighs> I know that, said Siggy. But how have you lost so much weight? What about the other goals? Haven't they helped you? <laughs> they just quoted me and said it's a bird-eat-bird kind of world, said the gannet. So it doesn't work, does it? said Siggy. It's only a bird-eat-bird kind of world if we make it that way but we can also make it a bird-love kind of world. 
if only we think about others and not just ourselves. And so Siggy flew out to sea to catch a fish. And then returning to Grabby, he fed the hungry gannet as a mother feeds her chicks by pushing the fish down the bird's open mouth. It took a lot of fish to bring Grabby back to his usual size. But after a few weeks with Siggy's help, Grabby was soon a lot better. And you know what? After a few months, Grabby's bill even began to grow back to its normal shape and size. But Grabby was no longer, no longer pushed in when he found the other birds feeding. No. Grabby waited his turn. And he even used his great diving skills to fish for the other gulls. Grabby had changed. Grabby had learnt that it needn't be a bird-eat-bird bird kind of world. And you know what? The other birds even changed Grabby's name. And now they called him Grateful. Because the greedy gull had learnt, but not to be Grabby, but learnt to be grateful for any food he could eat. And all the other birds were grateful for that. So, let me ask people, what makes us greedy people? What makes us greedy people? Do you know, the basic cause of greediness is a lack of thankfulness. We don't appreciate what we already have, so we continually want more and more and more. This means we're never happy. Greedy people are never happy because basically they're never full. Greedy people are never happy because they're always trying to get some more. Greedy people are never happy because they focus not on what they have, but on what they can get. They are the grabbies of this world. And you know what? We live in a world that encourages us to be greedy. It's called consumerism. We're taught to consume things, not to appreciate things. We don't live in a world of appreciation. We learn, live in a world that seeks to consume. And so we consume things. We suck all the goodness out and discard them. That's why our landfill sites are so big. That's why there's so many usable things that have been discarded, not because they're broken, but because we no longer like them. They're the wrong colour, the wrong size, the wrong year. And we consume. And are we happy in the 21st century? Are we in a happier world than we were in the 20th century or the 19th century? We are a nation of grabbies. We've become the grabbies of this world. Fiona, can you come and help me, please? A lot of people in the 21st centuries are like this colander. And no matter how much you fall, fill them up, how much you fill them up with goodness. No matter how much you pour in of the goodness, what happens to the goodness? Why does the colander not hold the water? Thanks, dear. What's wrong with the colander? What's wrong with it? Who can tell me? Okay, yeah, thank you, Jerry. It's full of holes. And a lot of our thinking, a lot of our attitude today is full of holes. It doesn't allow the goodness to stay in. It just means we want more and more, and even no matter, even if we take the entire jug, we're still empty. 
Our 21st century is full of people who are basically empty and wanting more because what's given to them, they don't allow to stay in. Because no matter, as soon as they receive, they're looking for more. They're not actually, as the old saying goes, learning to wake up and smell the coffee. We've got to learn to appreciate things. And the Bible tells us to smell the coffee. The Bible tells us to savour life. The Bible tells us to look and to appreciate what God has given us day by day. Time and time again, the Bible says this, give thanks. 1 Chronicles chapter 16, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Ephesians 5 verse 19 and 20, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of Jesus Christ. Psalm 95 and verse 2, let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Colossians 3 verse 17, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks. Psalm 104, Psalm 100 verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And then the reading, that short reading of three verses in Colossians chapter 3. Three times in that three, those three verses, Paul says, be thankful. Verse 15, be thankful. Verse 16, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And verse 17, whatever you do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Christians are to be thankful people grateful people, rejoicing in all that God has given us, both through the harvest, through the love and attention of others, through all the gifts that we receive. We, our thankfulness should be our song. It should be our message. It should be the banner that we fly. So, God wants us to be happy, not by getting more, but by understanding just how much we have, both in Christ and in each other. He wants us to have grateful hearts and not grabby hearts. So let's learn to be a grateful people and appreciate what we have day by day. And that, that, that way, every day will be a thanksgiving. Every day will be a harvest.